0: Welcome to Fresh Catholic, a podcast for those who are converting, reverting, or simply want a fresh perspective of the Catholic faith to help them to open their hearts and minds to become closer to the love and goodness of Christ. My daily prayer is that I will be a bright light to others, to be filled with the love and light of Christ, so that when people look at me, they see Him radiating out from me for His glory. Hello, I can't believe this is my first episode. This is so exciting. (laughs) Thank you for being here. So I'm going to talk to you about just kind of my origin story, my background. I think it's important. I'm a big believer in you can't really know a person until you know where they came from, what their background is, what their family dynamic was, what, you know, traumas they went through, what trials they went through. So just so you can get to know me better. So when you know, we're moving forward on this podcast, and I have guests, or I'm talking about certain topics. You'll kind of get a sense to know, well, why does she have an opinion about this, or why why does she feel the way she does about that? Um, I I want everybody to realize right off the top that everything I say and do, there's a reason. Like it's come from somewhere. I must have had an experience, and that's why I feel the way I do. Um, I try to keep a very open mind and be loving and kind to people, but I've also been really hurt by a lot of people, and I've also hurt people. So, you know, I take all that into consideration. So that being said, (laughs) to start off, I am the youngest of three kids in my family. My brother and sister are older than I am, uh, eight and ten years older than I am. So even though I had siblings, I was kind of raised as an only child in some ways uh, because they were off doing their own thing and, and then there was me. My mom and dad are very opposite types of people and I feel like I'm such a beautiful combination of the two of them and that's something I really love. Um, my dad is Italian. He's very passionate. He's very fiery, very smart. I'm not saying I'm smart. <laughs> I'm just saying smart. He's smart. Um, and he's just kind of larger than life. He's an amazing He's an amazing person. And my mother is very she's British. She's very lovely, very kind, very friendly, very charming, very well liked. She's got a very positive attitude. She really made me love holidays and celebrations. and um she's they're both very supportive. Um, when I was being raised, and they both just gave me such a uh, happy childhood and life. You know, they they've supported me. I w- I was just so grateful to have parents like that. And um, my parents were married the entire time um, until my father passed away um, a couple of weeks before their 61st wedding anniversary. So I never had to live through divorce or be a child of divorce. I had my same parents, and my brother and sister and I all have the same parents. My mom still lives in the same house I was raised in since I was three, and we're in a really small town of Ojai, California. So um, it's, it was beautiful. Loved it. Loved my childhood. When I became about 13, everything really switched, and not in a normal teenage way. I I have had three children. They've all been teenagers, so I I can tend to see what what I consider normal and what I consider not so normal, and so I believe strongly something terrible must have happened when I was thirteen. Um, I have some memories of something that was probably sexually inappropriate that happened to me, and it it really changed everything about me, and. Um, I blocked out a lot of that. I've never pursued it in therapy or anything. I probably should, but everything really switched. And I went from being this very secure, safe little girl to a wildcat. And I look back on that time and my parents honestly did not know anything that was going on. They were very distracted by my sister who had just gotten married and had a baby. And so I don't blame my parents for not understanding what was going on. But I just really kind of went off the deep end. And and at age 14, I started drinking. I smoked only for one week, cigarettes for one week. (laughs) Thank heaven I only did it for one week. But you know, I was being rebellious, which isn't abnormal. But for me, it was abnormal, I felt becoming sexually active at age 14, and I look back on that now and think, oh my gosh, that's that's crazy to me. And it didn't feel good being that way. I'd, I wasn't super happy with myself. I was just out of control. I felt I was out of control. I was Like I said, I was a wildcat. I would literally hang out of car windows screaming at, at people, you know, like boys and and everything. And I got voted biggest flirt. My mom was horrified. I got voted biggest flirt at our junior high school, and she was so embarrassed. And so I went through this just very bizarre phase. And then um, when I was uh, 15 years old, I met a boy at our local school, and he was not a good choice at all. And I don't know, out of all the boys in the school... Why I gravitated to him is uh, a mystery. He was very physically abusive. He and I would break up, just constantly break up, get back together. Um, He would do physical harm to me, and then he was the most sorry person in the world. And I I put up with this for, for years and years, kept going back. I didn't realize until years and years later that that wasn't normal. Like I literally at the time thought, oh, everybody's doing, er, this is happening to everybody. Well, no, it's not happening to everybody. It wasn't okay. It was, you know, nobody, you know, people didn't really know what was going on. Um, he ultimately ended up slamming my head against a cement wall and gave me a concussion. And I was trying to graduate early and I barely graduated early because my brain wasn't right. But after all that, Would you believe I married him? So I was with him for five years, if you can imagine. And I am very sympathetic to abused um, people, not just women, but abused people, because it's such a cycle. It's such a bizarre cycle. But that was a real rough time. It was very long and drawn out. It was really hard on my family that I just kept going back and forth with this person you know, that was, that was a really rough period in my, in my life. But at the same time, all that was happening. I also was kind of leading a double life because as that's going on, and it's like, he was really giving me low self-esteem and I was just believing everything he said. He was totally manipulating me and like making me not feel good about myself. On the other hand, I was very well liked in school. I ended up my senior year getting best personality. My mom was so happy I redeemed myself. Thank, thank the Lord. Um, I got voted best personality. I was, um, you know, close to being the homecoming queen. Everything was like really clicking along. I ended up being Miss Ohio, So I had like almost like a double life where like here I'm being beaten up and treated horribly by my boyfriend slash ended up being my husband. And on the other hand, I would go out and put on this brave face or this show almost, you know, where everybody thought everything was great and fine. And, oh, she's got, you know... I had a lady tell me one time, you lead a charmed life. And and I just thought that was an interesting comment because there have been parts of my life that have been very charmed. But, you know, she didn't know the whole story, I suppose. I don't think any of us all really know everybody's whole story, you know. So, anyway... I made it through that. He and I got married. I was 20 and all I wanted to be was a mother and he knew that. And he was um a drug addict and he would do drugs all day long and so when we got married I said, you know, I really want to have a baby and he promised me that he would give up his drugs. We got married in August and then I was actively trying to get pregnant and I wasn't getting pregnant. And by May or June, I was very heartbroken that I wasn't getting pregnant. And he confessed that he was still doing drugs. And so I said, well, that's it. Get out. Or I'm leaving, actually. I left. Because I said, you know, you've been messing with me for years, but now I want to have a baby. And if, if you're doing drugs and you haven't quit and I have this baby and something's the matter, I will never forgive you. I will never get over that. So I left. I left. And uh, he was so abusive, I had to come up with an escape story to get out of the house, and so I told him I was leaving for a week and I would come back, and that I just needed a break. And so I'll never forget walking down the driveway thinking I would never make it to the end of the driveway. I thought he would come after me and attack me, and he didn't, and I made it to my parents' house. I was there a week. He came to collect me a week later, and I said I wasn't going. And he then took all my stuff and started just, throwing it out on the yard. Um, I had to have police come over and help me move out. He hit me in front of the police um, when I was trying to get my things. So I broke away from that, and that was quite an ordeal to to get out of there. But I did break away and got back in with my parents. Then um, I really took another nosedive after that and, again, kind of a wildcat kind of acting out, you know, by that time I was then a drinking age. Um, I just, my life was so like dreary. It was so sad and dreary to me. Like when I look back on it now, even at the time, I was thinking it was so lonely. It was so empty. Even though I was going to parties all the time, I was the life of the party. I was, you know, drinking. I was getting a lot of attention. I was very promiscuous. Everything was like, you know, on paper, looked like, wow, this is a fun lifestyle. It was not fun. I would come home, you know, in the the early wee hours of the morning, I felt dirty. I felt grimy. I felt sick, I felt puffy, I just felt, you know, toxic. And the way I was treating people was very toxic, you know, and that's just not like me. I don't like to treat people like that. And it was just such a phase of like, um, I was lost. I was so lost. I was living with my parents, but literally, I had one shelf in the refrigerator and it was filled with alcohol. Alcohol and a bag of spinach. That's what I had which is so funny now that I look back. Funny, not funny. I had um, a very young boyfriend. Um, He was much younger than me. He had just turned 18. I was 21, and I was so overpowering and mean and hurtful to him. And I look back on that now. It's one of my biggest regrets. Like, I treated him so horribly, and he didn't deserve that. And I look back, and I think, I think because I had been so controlled prior to that, that I felt like I needed to like overpower somebody else. I mean, that's not, it's not right and it's not good, but I did that because, I mean, that's what I think I was doing. So anyway, I was with him and leading a horrible, horrible lifestyle, just, you know, um, drinking a lot, very promiscuous, cheating on him, um, you know, just going out constantly, drinking, partying, um, dabbling in some drugs. It was just a horrible time. I'm kind of surprised I made it through that phase. To be honest with you, I had so many near misses. There was so there were so many times I could have ended up like dead in a ditch somewhere just because I was being very reckless and just not. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't valuing myself. My friend group, a lot of us were kind of at the age where we were getting married, getting married young, but getting married. And one of our friends got married to this girl who was not very desirable. None of us liked her very well. And we went to his wedding and we all kind of knew it wasn't going to work out, but um, it ended up he, he literally was only married for six days and she went off with another guy And six days later, like he, they got married one weekend and she was off with another guy um, the following weekend. So I felt really bad for my friend because he was a really good guy and we all felt bad for him. We kind of saw it coming, but you know, we didn't think it was going to be six days for heaven's sakes. I mean, my first marriage was nine months, but his was six days. So that was a little, you know, strange, but so that was in in uh, June, and then we hung out all summer, um he and I and in our friend group, and we became kind of closer and closer as friends. And then um I had this best friend that was a guy. And when we would go out dancing, I would dance with Richard every time. It would kind of protect me from having to dance with other other guys. So Richard hated everybody. So if I'd say, do you like that guy? He'd go, no. Do you like that guy? No. So then when when this friend of ours, you know, was starting to kind of show interest in me, I said, well, what about John? And he goes, yes, thank God. And I said, really? And he said, yeah. I said, okay, well, I'll consider it, okay? So then I was still kind of chicken to do that, and we had mutual friends, and I was I had still had that little young boyfriend. And so finally... I broke up with the young boyfriend. I, I cut him loose. Thank God I, I let that poor guy go. And that same day that I broke up with him, I went to a basketball game with another guy. So when I came back to my friend's house, John was waiting there. And I was very drunk. And I came in and I could see John was not happy. He was sitting there. He was angry. He had his arms crossed. And I think he had been waiting for me for like a few hours. And so I came in and I said... I said, John, and he said, what? And I said, come here, and he said, why? And I said, just come here, and I said, do you like me? And he goes, yeah, stupid. He and I ended up um, getting together, and I felt real safe with him because he was a friend of mine. Almost immediately, I got pregnant. And so um, we'd only been together a month, and I got pregnant. And I was thrilled because all I wanted to be was a mother. So, I mean, even in beauty pageants, when they would ask, what do you want to be? or "What?" Do you, and I'd say, a mother. I was the only one that would ever say that, which was kind of funny to me. But that's all I wanted to be. So when I got pregnant, I was like, this is great. This is great news. So I went to my parents. And my mom knew I loved this person, but my dad didn't. And my dad was not happy. And he was really upset. And so the next day, I, I mean, I was, I was heartbroken because I thought, oh my gosh, I'm so happy about this baby. I love this person. Um, this is what I want to do. And my dad was just not happy at all. And s- my dad was afraid that I was obviously getting into something too quickly. He didn't even know this person. And so he told my mother the next day, um, babies are always good news. So that's one of my things now. like I I remember he decided it was like it, it's fine, it's it's a baby. it'll it's gonna be fine. And so that's why it, I was so relieved that it lasted so long. <laughs> Ultimately, he became my husband, and we were married for 25 years. So we got married like a few days after his divorce was final. And then we had our baby boy. And, um, that was beautiful and wonderful. And he, um, I was just, I was so happy and joyous to have this baby. And he was, um, you know, he brought us closer together, the whole family. It was, it was wonderful and beautiful. Like I turned into a whole other person and I felt immediately better. And I was suddenly, you know, in this little family and, you know, he was very protective of me, very loving to me and our baby. And, you know, I felt so secure. And my husband worked for his father in an electrical company and his family had just moved up near Yosemite. So we worked in Ohio for a while and then we decided we were going to move up and be with his family and he was going to work with his dad. That was a very difficult decision for me to leave my whole family because everybody lived in Ohio, and here I had this baby. But I wanted to go with my husband and, and you know, um, support him. John's family, they're very Christian people. They were They were very Christian people. And I wasn't raised in any religion. My dad was raised Catholic, but he turned away from the Catholic Church, and my mother was raised Methodist. But we never went to church. Like if we did, it was maybe once a year, maybe. But I have no memories of church. I know I, I wasn't raised in any religion. I have no, I had no concept of anything about it. I mean, I knew who Jesus was. He looked like a nice man. I would do prayers, but I really didn't understand what I was praying to or why. But I would do it because I felt good about it when I was little. But John's family was very Christian, and for some reason i had just this anti this this thought about religion that was just negative i don't know why but i just did and so his family they were very nice people but i didn't know them very well because we we got together and they moved away right away so when we got ready to move up to Yosemite i said to john well i'm not going to be a christian and i'm not going to church so you can't make me do that and he said well i'm not going to make you do that but you know if I would like for you to, but if if you don't want to, we won't do it. And I said, well, I'm not doing it. So there you go. So we move up to this little town near Yosemite, and it's called um, Oakhurst. So in Oakhurst, everybody's Christian. No, (laughs) I don't know if they're all Christian, but they're very Christian up there. And so for a little while, I wouldn't, we didn't go to church. And then we got invited to a dinner at somebody's house one night. And we went... And ironically, the gentleman that invited us was a carpenter, which I think is hilarious, as we all know Jesus was a carpenter. And this man was named Chandler West. And he, um, we went to this dinner party, and he and his wife were so welcoming, very warm. And at the end of the evening, I was just hanging on every word of this man. He was just so kind, and he was very soft and sweet and gentle. And he was just like, not talking about anything in particular, but I just, we laughed and I said to John, I want a piece of that guy's action. And he said, well, you know, he's Christian and I think that's where you're getting that vibe from. And so I decided we would go to church. So we started going to an evangelical free church in Oakhurst. And everybody we encountered at that church were wonderful, lovely, beautiful people. I got completely submerged in that church, and I decided, oh my gosh, this is what I want to do. I want to be a Christian, but I knew nothing about it. So I went and got a children's Bible because I didn't know, I didn't understand anything about it. So I actually thought Adam and Eve and Noah and Jesus were all at the same time. I I had no idea how this all went. So the children's Bible was great because it gave me a very elementary vision of what it was. Well, I completely fell in love with Jesus. I felt just a deep love. Like when you fall in love with somebody, I couldn't get enough of him. I couldn't read enough. I couldn't, I just couldn't, I wanted to soak him all in. I loved him. I adored him. And we got very involved in this church. Everybody was so wonderful to us. They took really good care of us. They were so genuine and beautiful. And um, I was so happy to become Christian. And... I was just, you know, it was a new life. I was trying to lead a new life. And we lived there for a few months and decided we were going to move out into the country. And we moved out into a trailer and at first it was just beautiful, serene. I loved it out there. Um, it was very peaceful and quiet and raising this baby out in the country was was beautiful, wonderful. And um we decided that we would start trying to have another baby. So, I'm, I easily get pregnant, what we found out. So, um, my husband's grandmother used to say, when the wind blows from the north, Lori gets pregnant. <laughs> so, that's a blessing. But so I got pregnant and we were thrilled. And so everything was going along fine. And then, you know, your life can change in a single instant. And I ended up being in a horrible car accident. With my 21 month old son in the car with me, pregnant with my second baby. And needless to say, I got in the car accident, broke my neck, and had my baby the same day. Thank you for joining me today. Now go out and be a bright light in someone's life. And remember be focused. Be faithful and be fresh.